Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Today, we're really excited to be talking to Jack Boyce, who is the head of Midlands at DevComs. Um, I'm not going to embarrass myself for trying to articulate exactly what DevComs do. That's going to be Jack's job, but thank you for joining us. Jack, how are you? Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm great, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's, we are delighted to have you on here. So, Jack, what do you do? What does DevComs do? So obviously we're a little bit different to your usual de- uh, usual guest uh, working in um, largely the private sector, or at least we're private consultants. So so we work with with our clients to make it easier for for residents and politicians to say say yes to development, um, and 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 that's our focus to change perceptions of development. So you work between the developer and the council to get developments that might not have happened to happen by getting everyone to communicate where everyone understands each other's points? Yeah, absolutely. So we work with a range of different clients, some of them are private sector, some public sector. But in fact, I think if on reflection from everyone over the last few years, it's development has become more challenging. And that's because the way that residents feel that development is being done to them. Local politicians, regardless of party, see the political fragility of their position when it comes to making decisions and taking positions on on development. And what we help to do is facilitate productive and constructive conversations between all parties involved, largely within the community and political sphere, if you like, um, and to help them understand what their priorities are and give insight into how we can make development work for them and help them understand the benefits that might come from it. Well, well, I was at an event with with Jack. They were launching their Midlands uh, business, which is, uh, fan- I think, firstly, it's fantastic because I do think a lot of developments uh, should happen, could happen if everybody just communicated properly. But Jack said something to me, he said, Matt, there is no such thing as a stupid question. And I thought, thank God, because I've been sat here with, with so many stupid questions. But what do you mean by that, Jack? In terms of your process, when you say that to me, what, what does it mean when you're going to an organisation, to local residents, to politicians, to developers? How does that all work in reality? So my background and the background of a lot of my colleagues are, uh, is, is from a political campaigning background and community campaigning background. So we've got that as a kind of one side of our skill set. But we work in an industry that has incredibly complex technical reports that Joe Public's supposed to understand. So we see it as our role to be able to turn something that's incredibly complex and difficult and, and something that requires a lot of technical ability to be able to prepare and turn it into something. And it's not always this short map, but which kind of fits the Twitter 240, 280 category mark. Uh, uh, and, and one of the things that um, 
that, that, that I found myself doing increasingly in meetings when particularly when um, members of community and politicians don't necessarily want to put them put their head above the parapet it's actually taking a step back myself and saying to whatever technical responsibility it is if we're having a public meeting or whether it's about preparing publicly facing materials hold on I don't understand what that means and that's too complex for X person to understand how can we turn this into something that everyone can digest because if they can't digest it they can't get on board with it if they don't understand it they can't feel as though that development's being done with them it then becomes being done to them so what we are is is, is to a lesser point like you say I I'm chief stupid question answerer asker rather and answerer sometimes but also it is our role to kind of be the the, the lens that fits between those technical elements and the everyday household knowledge to help people help the facilitate the conversations between those two different parties that, from the outside in it does feel sometimes that when you've got you know so much money coming in from the developers so much pride and nervousness from 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 residents and as you said there's so much fragility from the politicians they don't want to say the wrong thing which then may affect their almost nobody wants to show their their kind of their their weakness they don't want to be shown to to ask a, a simple question uh, or, or, or a stupid question that may be perceived it because they don't they don't want to kind of appear uh that they're not informed in what could be a fairly challenging conversation where there's a lot of kind of um uh, different priorities coming together what in your experience i mean what it must be an amazing thing to do what you do and again in your role as it kind of i was looking at your website before specializing in political and community stakeholder engagement in the built environment because it is engaging isn't it it's it's taking different community groups what's the hardest part of the process for yourself like what what is the most challenging to get developments to happen do i so just just kind of challenge that slightly i think that the, the most difficult bit is also the most valuable part of it see what we're working towards is it's very easy to go down broadcast communication mode and this is where uh, communications between different parties in this end up just basically shouting at each other in a room and not really listening to each other and that can be true um metaphorically as well when developers may just want to broadcast a message and not really listen the key obstacle that we're trying to overcome at all stages and the one that builds the best possible relationship and creates the best possible outcomes for people is when there's two-way engagement when people are talking and listening and responding and and, there, and that means changing outcomes sometimes, but also it means building trust. And that trust element, the feeling of, of being listened to and feeling as though that, that the people that you're talking to have got a vested interest in whatever the outcome of the application or local plan allocation or um, development um, kind of framework document or whatever it might be where everyone's got a vested interest in it and they can trust the people that they're they're in effectively going into partnership with which is you know in real terms if someone is moving into your neighborhood to deliver something they're a, they become a community partner and it's making sure that everyone who is already a community partner feels that's that that's how things work why do you think in the uk it's got harder to get developments to happen from I think this is a, a pretty multifaceted question, if, if that makes sense. So, um, I mean, I, if we're talking about it from the perspective of getting decisions through planning committee as 
quickly as possible. Then there is the planning policy point, which is challenging. There's a certainty element. There's market factors that happen. And to be honest, there are people, I've no doubt you've had as guests on your uh, your show, maybe more qualified to answer those things. I think in terms of the instability of politics, and I'm not talking about any one political party, I'm talking about the, the extent to which we've had significant shifts in representation over the last 15, 20 years, then politicians understandably are worried about their ability to retain their seats at each election. And whilst I'm very rarely have come across politicians and I've worked in frontline politics before I went into consultancy, come across many politicians that aren't there because they want to make communities better. But inevitably, they can only do that if they remain elected. So the the fear about losing the following election and the extent to which there are often more and more elections on the doorstep at any one point, it's understandable that they're not willing to necessarily make uh, decisions that might be challenging or or may put their position in 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 difficulty. I also think there's a challenge in terms of perspective for politicians, where if we if we take into account lots of our local councillors up and down the country have been elected for 20, 30 years, and that's sometimes longer. And, and that's a really good thing for continuity and having community stalwarts. But actually, the way people communicate with them has changed significantly over the last 10. So whether you're a new councillor or a councillor who's been in place for an awful long time, what you've gone from is having a situation where unless someone knocked on your door or bumped into you in the supermarket, then you didn't really hear their views. And so if there was development going down, going on down the road, then you'd probably be bumped into a few people and you'd be able to take into account the the landscape and the big picture a lot easier. Now, what, what we're finding more and more is actually they're getting hundreds and hundreds of emails, some of them good, some of them bad. And actually the extent to which those emails are, uh, the, 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 the intention of those emails is dependent on a site-by-site -site basis. But what we're seeing is a significant amount more noise being fired at our politicians at any one point. And understandably, they're finding it hard to kind of see the perspective of what that actually means for development in their areas. And understandably, sometimes it's easier to, to not make a decision on that case when it, when it becomes challenging to do so. Um, I think it is really important to help see, see those uh, to help make sense of that perspective as well. We do an awful lot of uh, work where we help different stakeholders and our clients see what that kind of um, um, silent majority may say. And so those different demographics that don't necessarily respond to consultations or contact their local councils uh, councils and councillors or indeed comment on Facebook well what are they saying what's the what's the purpose what do they think is required for for their area and getting um, a representative um, spectrum of different views on different things is really important I, I had a conversation with a, a councillor just a few months ago and what we and, and we was talking, it was actually just before the election, and we was talking about um, some objections in her particular ward. And she was talking about the extent to which emails she's received about a development near to her. And and it, it was a, a 
she was received a lot of emails she we, we talked through them and and what they meant and understandably heading into an election she was quite worried about what it meant for her, uh, her electoral prospects um i think what was quite interesting was actually when we went through the different emails the issues that were being raised in them and actually the amount of emails that were from the same people rather than multiple people within her ward was was really stark and i think that um it, it's really important to take into account that actually politicians may be a, a kind of calling if you like but a lot of the people who are going to be politicians haven't got experience of seeing that perspective and, and understanding what those perceptions might mean and and also the fact that in real terms they, they've got a separate day job you don't get very much training to be a, a politician and, and actually it's just people who put their head above the parapet and want to stand up for their community I think it's, it's an interesting point you just made there that sometimes the negative noise can be so much louder than the positive noise and just so much more repetitive and it's not always a fair and balanced view of what the society believes that development to be Jack, how how much did your previous life in you know local politics help you for the position that you do now? Massively, and I think my other colleagues who said this would be the case. I, I mean, we've I've spent years campaigning on things, um, and I continue to campaign um, in my spare time as well about making sure the community has its voice heard, and that's really really important. And understanding what. The, what community action groups might respond with and might be scared of and might uh, be worried about before we actually get there and then being um, b- being able to provide them with a platform where they feel listened to is an incredibly important element of being able to, um, like I say, make them feel like development or or whatever it is that we're we're proposing at that time is is being done with them rather than to them um is it's a it's a real key bit that we're we're able to draw on that experience and i'm able to draw on that experience of well where are people where where are people's fears going to set in because i think this is another element within within planning most specifically is it's constrained within the principles that a planning application needs to need to consist of um, and actually a lot of the fears are emotional based so it's not necessarily about the, the specific delivery of certain planning policies it's more about what comes next who is going to be moving in next door and it's important to to kind of recognize that people's concerns might not necessarily be a specific policy or really objective in any way it might be subjective and as much as it may not necessarily be accounted for in the decision that's made in committee it's important that we recognize those and and take them on board and um my clients who generally do understand um their their role in communities and and want to make sure that they do a good job take that into account going forward and and be a good neighbor it takes, I think it takes a huge amount to be uh, of selflessness to be a politician because, you know, I know some people maybe get into it for the wrong reasons, but people like yourself, Jack, you generally want to help. It's such an important part of society because if you don't have that pulling all the different parts together and listening and and actually hearing what the real needs of the community are and all parts of the community, then the community itself cannot really thrive. Um, in terms of developments that you're seeing, and I'm before I go into that, actually, you made a point earlier that you there are people who are more informed to come on the podcast. I'd actually challenge you on that because I think you see all parts of the development jigsaw. You see the residents, you see the politicians, you see the developers, and you have to take all of that and kind of create some form of drinkable 
concoction that everybody can get behind, a vision that everyone can get behind. And it brings me to a really important point, which you've talked to me about quite a lot off air, is that there are situations where everyone can win. Can you give a bit more detail about that as in where everyone, all the stakeholders, the developers, the residents, everybody can win if it's done in the right way? I think when when we're in a situation where it's really adversarial, then it becomes binary whether you win or not. And when, you, when you're more interested in the opposition, your opposition losing, then, then, then there's never going to really be any positive outcomes in, in any development situation or most development situations, at least. There is a situation, there are outcomes that people want to create that helps them and alleviates any concerns that they've got. Now, I, I think it's really important to say, and I'll say this to, to, to any resident that I, I meet with, our process that we follow is, is never planning by referendum. That isn't helpful. It becomes very, really binary and it becomes adversarial in its own right. It's about that two-way conversation of providing an opportunity for people to be able to influence what's going on. And in doing so, typically when it becomes two-way, the, the community or the politicians or the developer, when we're around that proverbial table, having that conversation about what people really care about on the ground, you've you, find different um, different things, different key elements that people really care about, and you can make those changes. There's, there's very rarely a situation where, um, where, where you're not able to make them, but also appreciate the, the objectives and what the other parties are trying to achieve from it. And, um, and like I say, as part of that as well, it's important to build that trust because inevitably a, a development doesn't really end where, as soon as... Um, the diggers disappear off site either, does it? It's about um it's about long term, it's about how things integrate with with communities. Trust does seem to be a key concept of why you're very good at what you do and why DevComs itself is so critical because sometimes there is a lack of trust in local politics, there's a lack of trust in large organizations coming in which fundamentally are there to make money. So it's I think it's fantastic that you can build that trust and I think that must give such a nice reassurance to all all stakeholders involved, but mainly the residents and the people of that community that feel as if the developments are happening with them and that the community is growing and developing in a positive way rather than you said there being uh, a victim mentality or that they are is being done being done to them um no i think it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic largely our role is a lot about taking that kind of that look at what's happening in any sort of process of, in terms of taking something forward to planning taking a zoom out and saying well actually what do all the different people here care about and how can we make sure how can we get a venn diagram where we can kind of overlap all different people's priorities and find that middle point where we can say actually yeah this is the sweet spot of how we can deliver this in a way that meets everyone's priorities and and i say there will be parts that fall outside that sweet spot where that uh, people would like to have been able to do something a bit differently but obviously then there are drivers from the developer side or the politician side or whatever that might be it's about finding that sweet spot in the middle and our job to kind of look at that look at that and provide the insight of what we think other people are going to care about enough to be able to make those changes and if we don't know what people care about ask the right questions to make sure that we can understand it as fast as possible before that frustration sets in is it just residential developments that you advise on or is it is it logistics as well or like mixed use? So I, I've advised on pretty much everything from residential to logistics to sports stadia to hospitals to um, 
town centre regeneration plans. So, so, so everything really we focus on the built environment. Um, but obviously, that that goes from everything from the conception of, of what might be delivered on site, say from site acquisition, all the way through to kind of construction cons. So, if it involves um, any sort of anything within the kind of planning realm, but it doesn't just mean planning applications. It certainly doesn't just mean delivery of of, of a home. Amazing. Jack, it's actually been fantastic to talk to you today about not just your journey, not just what DevComs do, but also about developments and, and that, what that process looks like, because we see it so much in the news with a normally with when the news, the mainstream media reports it, it's a negative lens. Our developments are not happening. Or if they are happening, no one's happy, etc. So it's just great to hear about the great work that yourselves at DevComs are doing in the Midlands. And um, if someone wants to get in ton, contact with you to discuss something that they want to talk about, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Just fire me an email. If, it, if that, That'd be great. My email address is j.boyce at devcoms.co.uk. Lovely. Well, Jack, thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for coming Thanks, on. Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Truth About Local Government. Today, we've had the head of the Midlands for DevComs, Jack Boyce, on to talk about his role in making developments happen where all parties can win with the right mindset and how there are no stupid questions, which for me was an absolute relief. Thank you for listening. Give it a five star review. Give it a share and tune in next week for some more interesting episodes. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout out of excellent work being done by a local authority or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truthaboutlocalgovernment at gmail.com. Truth about local government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.